Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Wednesday, February 2nd, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. All right, today we have a little bit of trash talk finally, which, let's be honest, can be the most uh, exciting part of the NFL at times. The game is great, the rumors are great, great, all those things. What makes the sport fun is when two people go back and forth. Now, this is one-sided as of now. We'll see uh, if there's any shots back, but... Um, on Tuesday morning, or I'm sorry, Wednesday morning, Giants safety Julian Love was on the NFL Network and was asked about Nick Sirianni, obviously, because Nick Sirianni is in the Super Bowl. Julian Love is not in the Super Bowl. So he's doing media talking about the game. And he was asked about him and he said, uh, he's a guy, speaking of Sirianni, he's a guy who's really doing a good job because he's not getting in the way of the team. He is an experienced roster from top to bottom, offense, defense. And then he was asked about the clip where Sirianni is shaking his head in the camera, kind of celebrating a uh, touchdown. And he said, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's in for a free ride right now. You guys could coach this team. And Obviously, this is not being taken well uh, by, by Eagles fans, and I'm sure that within the Novacare, this won't be taken well either. You know, whether or not Sirianni gets back in, gets into a back and forth with him at the podium, I'd be very surprised. Uh, he has a Super Bowl to prepare for. It's not worth the distraction of getting involved in it. So I think this will probably be somewhat one-sided, but, you know, without coming right at Julian Love, because Julian Love feels this way, I think he's wrong, um, but... I think it's an important topic to talk about heading into the Super Bowl because I think it's something you're going to hear discussed a lot, and it's going to be a talking point that you've already heard this season, but especially now that the Eagles team is at the center of attention. And it's a misconception about Nick Sirianni and the job he did this year, and it's what Julian Love got wrong, right? I mean, there's a bunch of things. Let's take it one by one. Julian Love says, here's a guy who's doing a good job because he's not getting in the way of his team. 
That is a flawed statement, and it really doesn't show that, you know, an understanding of what's making the Eagles great, right? So do the Eagles have an experienced roster from top to bottom, like he said, on offense and defense? They do. They have veteran players on both sides of that ball. They also have essentially a second-year quarterback, which is a, a massive deal, right? Uh, they have a young wide receiver in Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard isn't exactly an old player. There are young players on the roster, but I thought that the championship game against San Francisco showed exactly why people are getting things wrong about Nick Sirianni. So let's look at that game. The quarterback gets knocked out for the Niners. Obviously, that's, uh, that has an impact on the game. But there were some key moments in there where Nick's coaching directly led to them winning the game. First, there was the fact that he went for it on fourth and three on the opening drive. Great decision, aggressive decision. He had the ball. He knew he needed to score. You know, that's a coaching decision, right? The, the players aren't making that decision. The experienced roster isn't making that decision. Sirianni goes for it on fourth and three. The pass to Jalen from Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith. Devontae looks like he caught it. It's, it's ruled a completion. It's actually an incompletion. But right there was another great example of great coaching. Devontae and the Eagles practice this. Nick Sirianni, you know, practices, makes them practice this. He preaches it. If you think it's close, you hurry up and you snap the ball. So good coaching right there led to the fact that that play could not be overturned. But then another play later on, it's 7-7. Seven to seven. The Eagles have the ball, I believe, at their own 34-yard line. It was the drive after that Christian McCaffrey touchdown. Fourth and one, Nick Sirianni goes for it. Like, these are the things people are missing that don't closely watch the team each week. And I don't blame people. It's tough to watch every snap of, of every team, right? Julian Love is not watching all 17 Eagles games plus their two playoff games. Now, he did play them three times, but regardless, he's not watching every snap of every game. Sirianni does things every week to make this roster, which is a great roster. I mean, Howie Roseman won the PFWA Executive of the Year for a reason. It is a great roster. But Nick Sirianni does things every week to make the roster from a great roster to, you know, no pun intended, a super roster, a Super Bowl roster, right? Like, he, if you look at the talent that's on the team, the talent is not enough. You have to have great head coaching. Look at the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos have a great defense. They have talented receivers. Russell Wilson, you know, up in the air on whether or not how good he is, but he certainly is not a, uh, you know, a bottom 10 quarterback. They have a ton of talent. Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a good head coach there, and now he's gone, and they have a new head coach. There's a reason why the Broncos are paying part of its desperation, but there's a reason why they're, why they're paying Sean Payton $20 million. Head coaches matter. The roster certainly matters. The quarterback certainly matters. But the head coach is who takes them from a great roster to a great team. And that's, what, that's the, the misconception. If you look at the guys, all right, so Julian Love's own coach, Brian Dable. Brian Dable did an awesome job this year. He took a trash roster and made them into an average team. If you look at the over-unders for wins this year, the Giants were supposed to win seven and a half games. That was their over-under, right? So seven or eight games. They ended up winning nine. So certainly an accomplishment, but the second half of the year, they really fell apart and they barely hit that over. The Eagles over under. Now it was bet up. So it opened, I believe, at eight and a half. I think it eventually got to nine and a half. So somewhere around there. 
They won 14 games, right? And now they've won two playoff games. So Nick Sirianni smashed the over-under. So this perception that early on in the year, the Eagles were supposed to be the one seed. They were supposed to be in the Super Bowl. They were supposed to win the division. That wasn't the case at all. I think they were 11th in Super Bowl odds. They were barely a favorite to win the division. I don't remember the conference championship odds, but I, I, you know, I think it's safe to say they were probably not in the top three or four. If you look at you know San Francisco, LA had a down year, Dallas, Tampa, like there were probably teams that, that were ahead of them right okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So Nick Sirianni took a great roster and exceeded expectations with him. So that's the flaw in the argument. He says he's in for a free ride right now. This is flat out not true. Nick is doing a great job with this team. And then he says, you guys could coach this team. Also not true, right? Nick Sirianni has come in and taken an Eagles team that was 4-11-1 two years ago and has them in the Super Bowl. Same general manager, same quarterback, new head coach, 4-11-1 to the Super Bowl. And I think another thing Nick doesn't often get credit for, and I understand why, because Jalen Hurts is an extremely hard worker. He works hard in the offseason. Like, he deserves all the credit in the world for everything he's done. Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach, also deserves credit. Offensive coordinator Shane Steichen deserves credit. Nick Sirianni was the head coach from Jalen going to a quarterback that was in the second round of the draft, that was essentially a wildcat quarterback his first year with the Eagles, to being second team all pro at the position. Not saying he's working with Jalen every single day on his mechanics, but he's in the meetings. He's in the quarterback meetings. He's in the offensive meetings. He helps correct, make corrections. He's involved with Brian Johnson and how Brian Johnson is coaching Jalen. So Nick deserves credit for however much you want to give him. He deserves some portion of credit for what Jalen has become. Now, the Nick Sirianni head shake thing, because this is another topic that's going to be talked about. Nick showing emotion on the sideline. This, I don't really understand the criticism for either, because let's take Julian Love, for example. Julian Love has made it to where he's at, the top of his profession, in the NFL, starting NFL safety, by being emotional, by being involved, like by loving the game, by being competitive, by having emotion when he plays. That's what Nick Sirianni has. And I know it's unique for a head coach, but coaches yell all the time when there's a bad call, right? Throwing the headset up in the ref's face, all those things. And when there's great plays, they celebrate too. Nick is allowed to celebrate. I don't get why when it comes to a camera in Nick's face and he shakes his head like, yeah, we did that. Why that's a problem as opposed to if he's yelling at a ref or you know, yelling at a player or celebrating with a player. I think there's sometimes... People want to police how head coaches should act or how players should act, but they don't understand. And then what's disappointing is Julian Love does understand, but on a broader on a broader scale here, people don't understand what it's like to be in that field, to be on that field and have the world looking at you, all the pressure in the world, all the tension of what could happen. And then when a good thing happens to feel that release, I'm sure that's why you see that from Nick Sirianni. And the other thing about Nick Sirianni is he does things for his players, right? And that sounds corny. It sounds cliche, but it's true. If you look at how he's handled things, when he made the comment about the flowers last year, he got ripped all over the place. The players loved it. The dog mentality thing, that was made fun of. Players wear still to this day, always wear dog mentality shirts, right? Dog culture, all all that stuff. 
Nick acts like how he feels the team need to, needs to act and wants him to act. And the other thing is Jalen, while he's a great leader, very popular, all those things, he's more of a quiet reserve guy, right? You don't often see him doing huge celebrations. I think Nick acts the way he does too to balance Jalen, to give the two leaders of the team, head coach and quarterback, to have that emotional side of it, right? So when Julian Love says, you know, he doesn't like that he shakes his head, well then, you know, should Julian Love not celebrate after plays? Should Brian Dable not celebrate after plays? Should Brian Dable not act mad when there's a call that was against Julian Love that he disagreed with? Like, where does it stop, right? So you cannot like it because you're an, you're an opposing player and you don't want to see anybody celebrate. But I think this narrative around the media that Nick acts weird on the sideline and shouldn't act the way he does... I think it's hypocritical because we're all sports fans. We all love the game. We all feel emotion about it. And to act to and to expect the head coach not to do it, I think is frankly silly. So I think Julian Love got a lot wrong here. And it's gonna be something you're gonna hear all Super Bowl week. Nick is only a great coach because the roster is great. When people watch this game, when when and I and I hope that when analysts study this Eagles team before next week, media row week, they really talk about them. You look at how they the he's made the Eagles a great team. There's a reason he should have been a finalist for head coach of the year. Brian Dable did a great job. Doug, all you know, all those guys, right? Kyle Shanahan, great jobs. Nick did a great job too. Nick is three and zero against other the finalists for NFL head coach of the year. He take a, he took a great Eagles roster and he made him a great team. And what people miss about this is they were not supposed to be as good as they are. So the Julian Love thing will be bulletin board material for sure. It will upset Eagles fans. They'll be rightfully upset. We'll see what Nick says about it. But what it really is is the start of Super Bowl week, the start of the drama. And let's be honest, the off the field stuff. It's always a fun time in the NFL. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear, and I'll talk to you guys next time.